Hey you guys, welcome back to Lonely Fans. I'm Emily, your host, and I like horror movies. You know, they make me anxious as heck, but I like horror movies. I mean, <laughs> I see a horror movie every time I look in the mirror, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to stop on the self-deprecating humor. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about mo- most, if not all, the horror movies I've seen. I mean, all of the ones that I can remember enough to talk about, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, without further ado, <laughs> um, you know, maybe you have, haven't seen these movies, maybe you have. Um, I think it would be fun either way to listen, because either you can relate to what I'm saying, or you can, you can add it to your movie watch list, if it sounds interesting. So, okay, the first one, this one is one of my favorites, and my friend Charlotte actually showed this to me. It's called Creep. It's on Netflix, and it has Mark... Is it, Du Duplass, Mark Duplass. Um, yes, he he did appear in the infamous celebrity Imagine video, you know, way back when. But I'll allow it. <laughs> Speaking of horror movies, the Imagine video, <laughs> you know the one, the one with Gal Gadot. Um, who else? Ellen? No, I don't. I don't think Ellen was in it. <sighs> Ellen's not in anything now. If you know what I'm saying. Um. It's like, I literally, I can't think of a single person because head empty, head empty. I think Leslie Odom Jr. was in it. He gets a pass as well. Um, You know, all these celebrities, they're like, we'll get through this. But they're like in their mansion with their golf courses. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, I can play the iMessage like top top or not top golf. uh, You know, that little mini golf game. But that's as close as we're going to get us uh, proletariat society proletariat people so in this movie creep basically there's this this guy okay yeah so basically this videographer he's looking for work you know he is a little bit down on his luck and is just looking for some some quick cash and so he goes like any person i guess he goes on craigslist to see what's there and there is this request for somebody to come to their place and basically videotape their, them throughout the day. So, like, following them around during a typical day and videoing it. And so Aaron's like, well, I have nothing to lose. I can do this. You know, I can take a video. Um, it's kind of weird, but I'm not going to question it. And so he goes to this guy's house. His name is Aaron. Or Aaron. His name is Joseph. And uh, red flag number one Joseph's house is, like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, it, if this movie's main character had a woman, it would be over in three minutes. Because any sane woman would look at that and go, nope. Except for in Creep 2, actually, the main character is a woman. But she's also just, like, kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, Aaron goes to Joseph's house. Joseph is, you know, really friendly if a little bit just kind of, uh, what's the word? Eccentric? Eccentric. Eccentric. Iridocyclitis. Eccentric. <laughs> Joseph's a little ex- eccentric, but, um, you know, Aaron's happy to do it for the money. 
And um, things just kind of get weirder after that. And Joseph claims that he's having Aaron film his day because he has an incurable cancer and he wants his unborn son to see how how love was with his dad so he can spend some time with his dad. Um, But we all know that that's a lie. Uh, And I won't say any more because I don't want to spoil it. I actually like really do want you to watch it. And I think there's a lot of funny parts, but it's kind of like an awkward, I guess like eccentric kind of funniness to it. It's like, is it black comedy? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So highly recommend Creep and Creep 2. Next. Um, Paranormal Activity. Now, I watched this with Charlotte and Chelsea, two of my besties, and we all agreed the demon wasn't the problem. The boyfriend was. Okay? Literally, the, this woman who, she's like, I am possessed by something. Like, she's freaking out. This is ruining her life. And her boyfriend just keeps saying, like, okay, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, oh, uh, like, just not listening to her at all. And then the, the specialist, I don't know what he would be called, comes over and he's like, basically, don't taunt the demon because that will make him angry and want to do more. And so, you know, the woman takes that advice, but as soon as the guy leaves, the boyfriend is like, ha ha, come out and get me, demon. And he's like scaring her. He, toxic. Borderline abusive behavior. I mean, it's, it's emotional abuse, let's be honest. Um, the true monster, the true villain. Next, we have Blair Witch Project. Sweaty, I'm so sorry. Listen. I understand the context in which Blair Witch Project was created. I know that it was maybe not the first found footage horror movie, but it was one of the first, I guess, well done or like popularized ones. And I also realized that a big pull for people was that they th- the people that made the movie marketed it as real. And so people really thought, oh, Because it seems like that could be plausible because it is found footage. So you're just like, oh, three people in the woods with a video camera? Yeah, this is real. Um, But it's not, to my knowledge. So basically, these three friends, I don't even know if they're friends. They're out, they're going to this forest to do something. Maybe they're seeking out the witch. And, you know, chaos ensues when they get lost and don't know how to get back. And body parts are lost, so. Next, we have The Sixth Sense, which I don't... Maybe this is more of a thriller. I don't know if it would classify as horror. But I get this movie's really popular. And the first time I watched it was just last Halloween. And I am amazed I never got it spoiled for me. And I'm not going to spoil it right now. But I'll, you, you know, the if you've watched it, the last famous... Or, the couple of famous lines that where the kid says, like, what's happening. Like, I've heard it before, but I didn't realize that this was the context. So this is a solid movie. Um, it dives into Mon- is it Munchaus- Mun- Munchausen by proxy. I'm butchering that. I don't know. It's just really interesting and cerebral. If it was on Netflix, that would be the category it's under. 
Also, sorry if my voice sounds hoarse. Like, it kind of is, but it's not uncomfortable. So, hopefully it's not, hopefully it's not too much, uh, you know, nails on the chalkboard. Next, we have Parasite, which again, I think could be classified as a horror, like, in the second half of the movie. Um, but the first part's, honestly, it kind of plays out like a comedy. Like, there's a lot of comedic moments, you know, this... Um, this poor family is infiltrating this rich family's home um, by getting all of, like their, you know, they have a housekeeper and they have tutors. And so they find ways to get the rich family to unemploy them, those people basically. So then this family can come and swoop and take the jobs and get rich and enjoy being in a rich home. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's... There's a reason this movie won. I think it was be- best picture of the year. You know, best picture, I guess. It deserved it, 100%. I hadn't watched it before then, but I did after. And the whole time I was like, I, I see why this this won. Um, there's a lot of symbolism that, again, goes over my head. I think I'm just a simple-minded gal. So, you know, I immediately go to YouTube like, Parasite ending explained. I'm the reason that supply and demand. I'm the reason that those videos are being made, okay? Um, Hate on me all you want. Make fun of me all you want. Next, we have Midsummer. Midsummer? 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 Well, I don't care because I'm never seeing it. Um, I got, if you've seen, if you've seen, I'm just going to call it Midsummer. I don't know if that's what it's called if that's how it's pronounced I saw the first scene and I said no no not for me this movie is not for me um but I have like heard a lot about it and I know what happens in the movie but like I will never see like watch it never I know myself I know myself I know my boundaries and that's it so I'm sure it's a great movie I have no doubt and it has my wife Florence Pugh in it, but I couldn't even I couldn't even suck it up for Florence. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, sweaty. Um, okay, next is a quiet place. I mean, solid movie. I don't really know what else there is to say about it. Um, it was a good movie. I saw it in theaters. The silence didn't bother me as much as everybody had like made it out to seem. Yeah, good movie. <laughs> Next, we have Bird Box. Now, I remember the Bird Box rage. This was the movie where, basically, if you, there's this, this evil entity. And, you know, you're not sure what it is. But if you look at it, like, I don't know if you have to make eye contact or what. what. If you look at it, it drives you to basically kill yourself. So, like, looking at it is a death sentence. And so naturally, the, the survivors, they all have to rally together and, you know, put on blindfolds and all that. And, you know, the internet, as it always does, Tide Pods weren't enough. No. We have elevated to putting on a blindfold and walking into the middle of traffic. Bird Box Challenge! I would... I wonder... I, I think I remember hearing that somebody may have died from it, which is so sad. 
Mm. I'm seeing Bird Box Challenge. This is these are all like news outlets. Bird Box Challenge. Utah teen crashed into car while driving blindfolded. Hmm, imagine that. Um, apparently, Netflix itself issued a warning because mo- uh, more people were doing it than I guess I realized. Hmm. Okay. I I I feel better because I don't think anybody has died from it, but there have been car crashes. So it's just stop. Stop. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> Alright, next we have Get Out. <laughs> I think Get Out is one of my favorites on this list, honestly. Like, um, Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Amazing, amazing actor. Um, I really liked all the actors in the movie. And of course, all of the underlying symbolism and what's going on. That's the kind of movie I need. Like... Yes, it was horror and it like gave you that adrenaline. It wasn't over the top, but it's not like Jordan Peele just like spelled it out for you what what this is supposed to symbolize, but he puts enough of the pieces together where you can realize it. So, which I appreciate because what was I watching the other day with Ella? Um I I'm thinking about ending things. That whole freaking movie like pissed me off. Because it just seemed like random things were happening. And I'm sure that it, there's like beautiful symbolism in there somewhere. But if I can't figure, not even most, some of it out for myself, it's not even enjoyable. I couldn't figure out like anything. So that's why I like Get Out. It was a little bit more heavy handed in giving us some some hints. Um, and funny story. Um, one time I was, I think I was at a party or something. And this guy, I met this guy who was a film major. Red flag number one. Um, not necessarily, but in this case, yes. <laughs> if he's a film major, that's a yellow light. Like, proceed with caution. You know, yield. It's not a red light yet. And so we're talking, and of course he hits me with that. Well, what's your favorite film? And I was like, first of all, it's, it's a, is there a difference between film and movies? It's like, first of all, what's my favorite movie? Um, and I, I thought about it and like, I ended up saying Get Out. Now, Get Out is a great movie and I like it, um, but it's not my favorite. What I really wanted to tell this dude is to say that One Direction, This Is Us, the documentary is my favorite, but somehow I knew that wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be legitimate in his eyes. And I, you know, wanted to, didn't want to impress him, just didn't want to like spark a conversation, you know, because I was already tired of it two minutes in. All right, next we have Apostle. This is on Netflix. Um, it has the guy that plays the Beast in the live-action Beauty and the Beast, you know? <laughs> Auto-Tune King. Um, he, did, he did great in this one. Basically, it's about this man who travels to this village, this cult village, because he believes that his sister has been captured by them. And so... That's that's the movie. He's there and he's trying to rescue his sister without being caught or beheaded or... Oh, there's, there was this one scene. I had to look away. I had to look away. Poor guy. Next, Bandersnatch. Now, I don't know if this qualifies as horror, but it is horrifyingly bad. <laughs> like, this was the Black Mirror movie they put out with... Fionn Whitehead from Dunkirk, you know, you know the name, and then Galley from Maze Runner. <laughs> like they had some talented actors. That wasn't the problem. It was cool 
that you, it was a choose your own adventure. I, I think it's cool. But once the novelty wore off, the storyline just wasn't interesting to me. Now, did that stop me from watching like three, like three hours worth of footage, like trying to get all the endings? Absolutely not. But like, would I want to watch again? No. No. I get what they were trying to say. Like, do we really have control over our actions or is everything inevitable? But I don't know. Okay, next we have Ghost Stories. Now, this movie is available on Hulu, and it basically follows the accounts of three different people who um, have experienced some sort of like paranormal event phenomenon. And there's this man who's like investigating it and trying to get to the bottom of it so he can disprove that things like spirits and demons exist it's really it's really good and it has the the guy the main guy from the black mirror episode shut up and dance which is like i know we're not supposed to like him because spoiler alert because you know at the end of the day he was how do i say this without he was bad he wasn't he was a bad person bad person so yeah highly recommend this one as well i would say eight out of ten eight out of ten why did I put Monster House on my list? <laughs> I haven't watched that in forever. Like, the only scene I remember was they're in the house. And I think the idea is that the house is living. And it's, it's like, moving around. And the kids are like, what do we do? And then she's like, grab the uvula. And to this day, like, thanks for educating me. I, now I know what a uvula is. I, thank you, Monster House. Um... This also, additionally, this movie is the closest I'll ever do, or ever, the, this movie is the closest thing, what did I say? This movie is the closest I'll get to doing acid. (laughs) Like, what a, what a ride, you know, what a, what a, a heck of a movie, heck of a movie. Maybe I should go back and watch it. Um... (laughs) Again, why did I put Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit on this list? I mean, looking back, like, what the heck was this movie? Guys, can we all agree? Like, Wallace and Gromit, it's cute, yes, but Claymation? Whoever invented Claymation, I guarantee you, is not okay. No. No. They're not. Like, they're on a watch list. They're on a watch list. Like, who decides you know what i'm gonna make things out of clay and take a, p- a picture at a time until it makes a movie but the catch is the clay figures are g- always going to be really creepy like listen i respect the craft and how much time and effort and dedication and diligence it takes to do it but talk about the stuff of nightmares you know and fun fact the guy who voices victor quartermain <laughs> victor quartermain in this movie, is Ralph Finn, who played Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies. So, also, what is what is it with this family? Because Ralph Finn, okay, Ra- I'm, I'm gonna get this right. Ralph Finn, obviously played Voldemort. Um, yeah, Ralph Finn. So not only was he Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies, he was also 
Rams Ramses from the Prince of Egypt. Hmm. Fun little fun fact for you. And he was also in. He was also in Schindler's List, and he played like the head Nazi. Like, what? Is Ralph Finn okay? And then get this, get this. The guy who plays, gosh, I don't remember his name. I don't want to. The guy who plays Fred Waterford in The Handmaid's Tale, his name is, his name is Joseph Finn. Yes, Ralph Finn's brother. Joseph, who plays by far one of the scariest characters I have ever witnessed on screen. Like, if I saw anybody looking remotely close to Fred Waterford, it's on site. Wor- like, I would sometimes have to pause, like, and just calm down. I mean, during that whole show, because let's be honest, it's a heavy show. I made it to the end of season two, and I was like, nah, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, The Handmaid's Tale, like, that's the show we're talking about, by the way. Like, I would have to go several days between each episode. It's just so deep, and I can't, it's so dark, I can't do it anymore. Um, and let me leave you on the last horror movie. After. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. Where do I start with this one? It's not... For those of you who don't know, uh, it's not actually a horror movie, but like it is, you know? Because it's horrifyingly bad. So this movie, it all began with a Harry Styles fan fiction. I believe the fan fiction was actually called After. Um, this was written many years ago because I remember people talking about it when I was like on my Swifty Directioner page when I was, like, 12. Um, so it started with the Harry Styles fan fiction, and then somebody picked it up and said, we're going to make a movie out of this. And understandably so. Actually, I would be upset with him if he approved this. Harry Styles probably said, you're not using my name. And so instead of Harry Styles, H.S., the main character is Harden Scott, H.S., Harden Scott, played by, this all ties back to Harry Potter, Harry Potter is at the core of it all, the guy who plays Harden Scott in this movie, in the movie after, played a young Tom Riddle, I believe it was in the sixth movie, that's his career, (laughs) from Tom Riddle to Harden Scott. And just the acting in this movie is terrible with peace and love, allegedly. <laughs> um, the storyline, like there was no storyline. It was just like montage of them breaking up and then like it was emotional. And then they decided to get back together and it was a montage of them like enjoying their life together. You know, rinse, repeat. I will say though, After We Collided, which is the second of the series, is a lot better. Like it actually has a storyline the characters are a little bit more developed and likable and they really knew what they were doing i feel like with after was just purely fan service and i feel like they they counted on they were banking on like outrage culture to 
advertise for them. And it worked. Because everybody's like, why are you making a movie about a Harry Styles fan fiction? Do you not see how that might be like kind of uncomfortable? But what do I know? So I'm sure that there's, there's more horror movies that I've watched. I just don't remember them. Or when I was making this list, I didn't care enough to add them. So I would love to hear your horror movie recommendations. So please leave a listener message, you know, by going to the link in the description. Um, Send me a Patreon DM, text me, email me, fax me, carrier pigeon me, anything. I want to hear your thoughts on the movies I just talked about as well as recommendations. So either or and or. So with that being said... Thanks for listening to Lonely Fans, where the only thing you'll want to pay is attention. And for Ralph Finn to get some therapy and get it quick.